So did you um like uh, try to read the the last volume like out of order, or did you use the link I sent you? Um, I guess I'm an idiot because because I, I I read them both, but like I was like ah. Uh, it's a fight, so I couldn't even tell the difference. Like, oh, I was okay, just like yeah. dude, I I get it. There was a big fight. They fucking fought, and uh, and she she throws him out of the path in the way, and his eyes get blinded. Like that's all. I mean, I got it either way. I read it. Like I I was like, dude, I'm impressed. You could tell that pages were out of order because I could barely follow the fucking fight. So, okay. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, well, because it's like at certain points, it's like, you know, Gary like dies mm -hmm. and then like a few pages later, he's alive again. Oh, like, he's, he's alive. still again. running around. Yeah. So. Oh, maybe maybe that's the disconnect I had. But wait, like, didn't uh, uh, I thought like everybody died and then everybody came back Naruto style and then they died again. But maybe that's because the pages <laughs> no, were out of yeah, order. I think it was. Yeah. Uh huh. Because like because like doesn't doesn't. um. Doesn't a uh, fucking Commander Riker guy like? Doesn't he die and then he comes back and yeah, then and then he sacrifices to, himself like, by slamming into the yeah okay he gets like his suit gets shot up and then like he he blocks the last <laughs> shot so Gary can make his like sacrifice play like yeah right right okay but okay. but Gary doesn't die twice Gary just dies no, like, one time Gary's like suit okay. gets like chopped up and then like he just rams it when it's just like a torso. Because Raspberry Stripper Gundam Girl, like, she dies, but then doesn't really die. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I heard, like, the little thing she was riding on got blown up, and then, like, her suit was okay. But they all were like, ah, Miss Rosemary, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, you want to get started? Yeah, yeah, let's get started. I'm not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day of the week is fine! Burning! Mobile suits. You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot. Miss Matilda! Hey guys, welcome back to another. Mobile Rific, I feel tastic episode of Fan Holes Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your mobile suit enthusiasts on the podcast tonight, but I am not alone. I am joined 
with my my steel too. It's me and one other fan hole. Why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, it's Mike and cats are my second favorite thing. So yeah, so we're here to talk about Mobile Suit Crossbone Gundam Steel 7. So this is the the third manga that we will have discussed and we're 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 pretty much going in chronological order as far as these were released. This was a manga again written and illustrated by Yuichi Hasegawa and this was released in 2006. So some of the earlier manga, you know, has, has you know, the the original Crossbone was like from I think what like 94 to 97. I'm trying to think what else did we talk about because that was uh, Skull, episode Skullheart. Skullheart, right? So we we if you look at uh, you know obviously we talked about F91 in the very first Mobile Suit Mondays podcast, and then episode 30 we talked about the original Mobile Suit Gundam Crossbone, and then episode 31 we talked about what was it Steelheart. Uh, Skullheart. Skullheart. See, I always get that wrong. So happens on all the podcasts. Anyway, so so yeah, it, so so this takes place after Skullheart. Uh, the year is uh, UC zero one thirty six, and just for a high level, I mean, and and, and I, I think even though this is fifteen chapters, I I don't think it's uh, that necessary to go into blow by blow events. So so I think this high level synopsis is gonna going to serve but basically since this takes place pretty much after the events of Skullheart Bernadette Briette's stepmother Europa Dogati is fleeing to the earth to warn and ends up warning the crossbone vanguard that the Jupiter Empire is building this gigantic colony laser that they will use to destroy the earth they're going to fire it about 12 times and it's going to cause massive environmental damage and take out all the major Federation cities. And it's going to be really bad news. So Tobia Anorax must race against time and the agents of the Jupiter Empire to recover a means with which to get to Jupiter. So the problem is, like, everybody wants to rush off to save the day, but Jupiter's so fucking far away and everybody who's even close to it, they're saying it's going to take months to get there and all that kind of stuff. So basically, they come up with this crazy plan to use some technology that was based on the Wings of Light or will be based on the Wings of Light. And th that will enable them to traverse the, the vast differences and send a small strike team, which ostensibly becomes the title of this manga. I mean, they call it Steel 7 because it's kind of like, you know, Seven Samurai or whatever. They've got, you know, they end up having these seven, you know, people to pilot, you know, I guess, mobile suits, right? And and they're, they're, they're the last-ditch effort strike force to try and stop the plans uh, to, to fire on the Earth. So basically... In addition to getting the proper technology to get there in time, they also have to recruit the best pilots for what is ostensibly a suicide mission. And that is kind of the, the long and short of what, you know, the high level of what Mobile Suit Gundam Crossbone Steel 7 is about. I wanted to review this like long, long, long ago, but I think we just kind of fell by the wayside yeah, and stuff. Because yeah. I mean, I think I think it's safe to say we both we enjoyed like Crossbone mm -hmm. and Skullheart, like the little anthology series. Yeah, like so, yeah. I had read this 
shortly after we read Crossbone Gundam and Skullheart, like I was like, oh, I was I was curious because I was like, oh, Steel Seven, that's like the next one. Like, are there like scans or did someone do a? And I think back then, this was probably like 10 years ago, maybe a little more, less than that. Back then, like, you know, the, the, the English scans were okay. Like the transit, like it was, it was just barely readable. I think the scans we ran this, we read this time were a little better. So yeah, like, the, the, the ones that were at least some, some of the ones that were used to, to tell the first, like what, 10 chapters or so were by Nioro N, I guess, Scanlations. And like that, I, I think at least, you know, seemed proficient. I, unfortunately, I think like, and this is no fault of the, the manga itself, but I, I think like when you get to like the last like five chapters of it, it it's probably back to what we're used to, which is that kind of ass wipe, you know, <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Random. <laughs> fucks random random like shut the fuck up as they like collide in gundams or whatever where you're like i know they didn't say that you know like type thing you know so but i mean i you know well it it, it is what it is is this the first time you've read it yeah this is this is the first time i read it i was kind of like oh man this is kind of because it's weird because for for me i'm kind of like oh i i mean it's kind of got that aspect of like the Blues Brothers, you know, putting the band back together, you know, like they're kind of collecting like a lot of the, the the people they get. Like, I thought it was cool when Tobia goes to the bakery on the colony to like recruit like Seabook and, and Cecily, maybe. And then like when he sees that they're happy and all that other stuff, he like can't he can't go through with asking them to join him on a suicide mission. So it was like cool to see a nod to to the old F91 stuff. But then like all, all the people they end up recruiting were characters that we have talked about in previous podcasts. So, you know, Rosemary Raspberry and it's it's funny. She I mean, talk about Tequila Gundam. It's basically like they need to animate this for sure. It's like fucking stripper <laughs> Gundam. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> um so so they got Rosemary Raspberry, you know, you got you got Burns Barnes who, you know, I I was repeatedly calling him like the you know, the, the commander Riker of Gundam or whatever, but you know, it's like they, they bring back the, you know, and then you've got Geary from the previous series and everything, you know, the, the guy who was all for the Jupiter empire. And, and so, you, you know, it's, it's, it's that aspect of like, it's, it's seventh samurai, but, but it's also kind of bringing the band back together, kind of like blues brothers. Cause some of these characters, they, they, they bring in. So I, I don't know, like, do you, I, I kind of feel like this is one of those things where, like once you're in on this you'll enjoy it but i wouldn't i wouldn't ever recommend somebody starting here right it feels like feels like watching return of the jedi before you before yeah. you see any star wars movies you, you kind of ne- I mean? need to yeah you kind of need to know who like all seven of the like all the characters are really for you to appreciate like what yeah. goes down so Cause there's there's like there's like little one-off lines and, and exchanges and things but if you didn't know the history of the characters and and it's funny you you said you're like oh i gotta go back and listen to our old shows to remind myself of some shit and i i did that myself and i was like i was glad i did because it, it kind of brought all that, you know, it's like it's not it's not that these series weren't memorable or or like you said, we we clearly did enjoy them. But it's it's been it had been a while 
since we we had visited this world. So it was it it was nice to go back and kind of go, oh yeah, you know, like like these guys, you know, and and, and just refresh your memory and everything. And then and then in addition to you know Rosemary Raspberry and all that kind of stuff, you have that some sense of titillation with that. But I guess you have to talk about Europa Dogati, who's like basically Bernadette's stepmother, Titaneth. You know, like it's her stepmother and like and and, and there's that aspect of uh, hot stepmom, I guess, or whatever, you know. But it's, it's also funny, too, because I feel like I, I was like looking at him like this came out in 2006. And for some reason, I feel like. Like, even though the Wings of Light stuff is is really a, a, a call back or a call forward or whatever you want to call it to victory Gundam eventually having the wings of light. I also kind of feel like since this was written after the events of turn a Gundam, I feel like all that kind of stuff seeped into this too, where like Europa and the, the, the two crazy, like, you know, crimson twins or whatever. Oh, uh, you know? Callisto. I yeah. Think the, Ca- Callisto, yeah. Sh- Callisto shadow and Callisto's light. They're like, kind of like the, the Tomax and Zaymot of the Jupiter empire that are the main baddies in this. And it's like, if you look at their designs, like, I mean, you know, they're all supposed to be related, right? She's their, their sister. Right. And, and she looks like a hot, female version of i'm blanking now Laura, um laron right yeah laron from from turn a gundam right like and and or, or or you could tie it back to you know how i always do with laron like you could tie it back to um lala or whatever you know this this you know beautiful indian kind of complexion looking female but but th- this has that added aspect of the kind of i don't know you know, Abigail from Swamp Thing, that kind of white, snow white hair and all that kind of stuff, you know? So it's like, there's, there's that aspect where they, I don't know, they, they, they flirt with all that stuff where like, she's, she says she's not into Tobia, but then it turns out she really is. And, and then there's that weird thing where the stepmom likes him and, and he's really in love with Bernadette. And, you know, like, it, it, you know, there, there's all that kind of, kind of, funkiness going on you know in the background and then you know but uh, i mean ultimately you know it's it's a lot of great fights between you know the these steel seven pilots and the you know callisto's shadow and then callisto's light right like so that's i mean that's essentially what what the you know like the what the final three chapters are just fight you know, yep, like, uh-huh. me, it's you a know, giant like, fight. In like space. it's not. It, yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's just a big, big showdown and everything like that. And and I mean, the, the way I get I guess one character that's a member of Steel Seven that's not from the original, I guess, is my my namesake or whatever. His middle name's Derek. So he goes by Derek because his first name's Michelle. And everybody laughs when <laughs> he says his name is Michelle or whatever. But I mean, that that character is, I guess, you know, one of these bunch of pilots that that are a bunch of trainees and stuff like that and i i think it's callisto's shadow like just decimates the fuck out of his two buddies like he he you know he's kind of got this suit that's just a what is it like it's this uh mobile armor that's just like a giant hand or what like it just you know, you know what it kind of it reminded me of like robots in disguise gigatron yeah like, turns yeah into a giant yeah hand. 
Yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make that connection at the time, but yeah, it totally like that's kind of what it what it it looks like. It looks like this giant hand that's a mobile armor. And I mean that hand has these these uh you know claws on it and 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 the the one poor girl he rips into her and it rips I mean not, not only does it rip into the suit but it rips into her body and it's just they they, they they you know his buddies die in this really grotesque way so he's got a lot of you know post traumatic stress from the whole thing and and isn't sure what direction to head in but he has his own little arc where eventually he becomes like you know the seventh member of Steel 7 and and you know makes a, a you know of course like most of the members of this suicide mission, he perishes in the final battle, but he certainly he certainly makes a good showing of it, you know, and 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 contributes to their victory and everything like that. And then his instructor is named Minoru Suzuki, and and that I thought was an interesting character because this was this this guy that's like an old man by you know UC zero one thirty six. But his backstory I thought was interesting. It takes us all the way back to F ninety one. Because I guess, or no, I'm sorry. It takes us all the way back to Charles Connor attack. Counter attack. Because because yeah. he was he was like a 12 year old when you know when the events on on Earth when the events of Charles Counter attack went off and and all the asteroids were 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 coming down towards the planet and all that stuff. And at that point, I guess he decided he wanted to, you know, join the Federation and and become an instructor and train all these people. And and by this point in time. He's kind of like a little old Yoda man. You know, everyone looks up to him when they when they finally meet the up again. You talk about bringing the band back together when they finally run into Lieutenant Harrison of the Earth Federation forces. And he is confronted with Suzuki. It's like, oh, you mean instructor Suzuki? Like, like basically the guy who gave me my my uh, my my Gundam, you know, my mobile suit nickname, Blue Flash, like he's the original Blue Flash. <laughs> You know, like so they they go into that whole thing, which is which is kind of fun. No, it no, it like just a just while we're on this, like no one moment really made me laugh is like when they reunite and like he's gushing over his old like instructor and he's like you know and like Suzuki's kind of like oh you're you're still as headstrong as ever like I've always liked that about you and then it's like Europa and like uh, Bernadette are both like looking at them and they're like no no it's not like that like you know like, <laughs> <laughs> they get all embarrassed. But yeah, I mean, this again, th this is something I, I had fun reading. And again, I don't know that it's it's something that you can get too much into a blow by blow of. But I mean, the 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 idea that they, you know. Your 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 you know, your lead character, Tobia, you know, it's like it's kind of how we joked about the, the the guy who's piloting the crossbone it went on to be awesome and he was awesome in this. You know, the, 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 there's a lot of doubt. Tobia's character arc is basically being the coolest dude. Yes, like that's yes. his his character arc. Like I like I like that that's when that that guy uh, Derek walks up on him. He's like, "Oh, dude, I'll take over the shift. Like, I'll 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 be the lookout." And he's like, "No, dude, I was just I was looking at that cat. I was just looking at the cat in the wind because <laughs> it's like super cool the way the wind blows on the cat." You know, like, and it's just like, you know, and like, that's part of the arc. I mean, I, I don't mean to make light of it, but it is kind of funny, right? Because he's just like, he's a cool dude that takes him where the wind blows and, and all that kind of shit. And then, you know, and then, and then, you know why Toby is super cool and why he eventually went on to be a badass dude? Because by the end of it, he's fucking daredevil. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. I mean, by the end of it, he like, you know, I guess spoilers or whatever. But I mean, they, they succeed. Right. The Earth doesn't get blown up. They 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 move that laser cannon. You know, they 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 mess with it enough so that it's off the access where it can fire on the Earth. And at, you know, at, at no small cost. Right. The 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 kid, Michelle Derrick. Right. He. He, he he sacrifices himself so he can get behind the giant hand and there's no eye field like behind the hand and he manages to deliver like a, a, a crucial blow to Callisto's light on that and then it gives like Tobia the opportunity to, to you know, attack him head on and all that kind of stuff. Burns Barnes, you know, the Riker guy, like it's like what he dies twice. Like they, they think he dies once and then he ends up joining uh, what what's that guy? Geary, like Geary. Yeah, like, Gary. like kind of kamikazes into the. It's like Gary has this whole like subplot with like Callisto, the Callisto brothers where. Yeah, you know... yeah. And there's that there's that interesting dynamic, I guess we kind of overlooked where Europa is is suspected as a possible traitor or mole or spy and then you have the cool twist where it's like well she kind of was but she's kind of not because the 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 brothers have this weird they, they call themselves psychic and i don't know if it's supposed to be like you know they're they're new types but siblings so they have a special connection or whatever but the the, the way they explain it is you know, this, these two siblings are ostensibly the same person somehow, and they can share each other's thoughts and motivations and all this other stuff. But supposedly the backstory was they could secretly read Europa's mind as long as she wasn't, I guess, in love with somebody, like had these really intense feelings of love. They could always get away with reading her mind, and they kept it a secret, but they used that to manipulate the whole situation. That's why they... They, they they probably took advantage of the fact that she was Dogati's, you know, uh, uh, second wife and then used that to move in for their political aspirations and everything like that. So and and, and Geary comes into that because he's the one that sort of uncovers all that, like when they when, when you know, he, he kind of pulls that out of, you know, uh, Callisto's shadow, you know, when they're when they're confronting them and. And, and gets him to sort of spill like, oh, well, this, you know, she's not really a traitor, but we, we were able to read her mind. And they they he, he essentially exonerates her from blame, per se. Right. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's like Gary's backstory with them is basically like he was like at the Jupiter Academy or whatever. And like there or uh, what was he like one of Professor Karras's yeah. like, students? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like. But, like, he was not the first in his class, like the Callistos were. So he was, like, number two. So they always, like, called him, like, number two. And it always, like, got under his skin and stuff. So, you know, by, by the end of it, like, in the final battle, it's like Callisto has, like, pulled off all the arms and legs of his mobile suit. And he's, like, you know, and, and uh, Gary's just kind of, like, you know, you know, I don't give a shit about the Earth, but I'm going to fucking ruin your plans, like, just out of sheer spite. So, like, yeah, him and Barnes do that, like, suicide maneuver where, you know, Barnes blocks the last shot so uh, Gary can pilot his limbless uh, mobile suit into the side of the, like, giant space cannon. And, like, he kamikazes into it, and, like, he's a tiny little speck compared to this, like, space cannon. But, like, the explosion from his mobile suit causes, like, a .1 variance in the firing so that that it misses the earth by like millions and millions of miles because of that point one variance. So like I thought that was a pretty like badass way to go out. Yeah.
And then, and then, you know, the one thing I did question though was, you know, at the beginning, Rosemary Raspberry is like, like whoever survives this is gonna marry me, and like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love stripper Gundam Lady, but I was kind of like, are you really marriage material, stripper Gundam Lady? Is that really the prize that you want to <laughs> be offering? Like, because to me, I was like, oh, this must be mistranslated, right? Maybe it's just like you get to spend the night with Rosemary Raspberry if you're alive, because I would take that as the prize. But I don't know that I'd want to bring her home to mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then the, what's his name? Suzuki is the one, who, like the only other one aside from Tobia who survives. So like, she, which I guess leads to comic hijinks and hilarity because yeah, she ends up marrying the old guy. Yep. Then it says, like, I love, like, the aftermath. It says she writes a book about the entire, like, you know, like, experience, but it's, like, so, like, sensationalized that no one, like, believes it or whatever. And then there's just some, like, you know, brief shot of her doing her, like, oh, 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 and, like, saying, like, well, at least it's sold. Like, you know, the book sold. So, like. And then, of course, uh, uh, Suzuki's in the back, like, oh, you. Yeah. Oh, you. But yeah, like I, I really like I mean, they even hang a lampshade on it at some point where I think like Suzuki says something like, oh, I love Kurosawa films or whatever. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, it's obviously a riff on the seven. Yeah. Samurai, yeah. And, you yeah. know, and like just like in that movie, like all but three of them die. So, yeah. And of course, they they kind of they kind of leave that Tobia, quote unquote, died so he can go off and, and fulfill his plan to always be by Titanith's side, right? Like like because the whole the whole problem with that is they think they they think that uh you know Titanith or, or Bernadette thinks like, oh well I eventually my plan is to go back to the Jupiter Empire and set things right. But since Tobia is this, you know, vicious enemy, like he'd never be able to come and live with me. So she thinks she's gonna have to say farewell, but he kind of is just like you know, it might not be Tobia who shows up, but I will always be by your side, you know, and it's supposed to be this little hint or whatever, you know, and it kind of, you, you know what it reminded me of? It's 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 almost like, I know I said he was like Daredevil, but it, it kind of reminds me of the end of uh, uh, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow, you know, it's like, it's like he, he's blind, but he's given the Superman wink somehow, yeah. you know, where it's like, it's like that thing where you're like, dude, like that, you know, wink, I'm I'm still here. I'm still, you know, yeah. and they, they kind of end it with, you know, there, there was always a young man by Titana's side, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. That's nice. Yeah. And like, like his new identity, it's like the reason like Titanith's like stepmother like fall kind of falls for Tobias because like he reminds her of her ex-lover who died and like you know she eventually gives Tobia his like fake uh, as like an alias or whatever like as uh what's his name Curtis or something yeah and that's like he shows up at the end to like you know Titanith like as Curtis you know and he's had like you know his skin darkened and he like Derek said like he's blind now and like, you know, uh, but like, you know, it's clearly Tobia still. So, but. yeah. And I thought I thought that was fun, too. And 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 the other thing I thought was unusual, I guess, or, or, or I, I don't know if that's the right word. But, you know, me and me and Justin are always talking about how when it comes to romances in a lot of Japanese, you know, fiction and multimedia and all that stuff, a lot of times it's like, you know, it, it's like it, it, it's like 
a home run is like holding somebody's hand or something. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they, they don't go very far with it. Right. It's all suggested and, and, and left to the imagination or whatever. But I did like in this that at, at some point, you know, uh, Tobia and Bernadette share a kiss even, you know, like, and, and, and to me, like that was my whole, like, dude, this guy's going off to, potentially die you know taking out the space cannon and you know like like at some point i think they had their goodbyes and it was like oh she hugs him you know and i was just like dude man you got to do more than that like you know and it was nice to see that eventually they did right like like and so that that i thought was kind of uh for for me that was fulfilling to to see that in, in that context where you think like oh you know you know whatever the stereotype is you know Japanese culture is repressed so they're not going to show people kissing or whatever but it's like here they they do share a kiss so it happens and the other thing I was going to ask and I don't know if my memory is playing tricks on me or what or if it's just that I've read so many scans where the double page spreads are not joined so I don't even think of them as double page spreads and it just goes over my head but I felt like like is it me like i felt like there were a lot more double page spreads in this than i was used to in regular manga or or am i just nuts no you're right like there's a okay. you know there's that double page spread of the steel seven when they like you know they first like assemble all seven of them or whatever and then yeah like there's a double page spread of the space cannon there's a double page spread of like the the full cloth X1 crossbone Gundam like you know there's yeah there's a lot of them like cuz I, I was trying to remember like if in other manga that we had read or other manga that I've read I was like do they do they is that is that something that is is more an american thing that somehow he got into later cuz I, I was trying to remember in the other crossbones if there were that many double page spreads or not and i couldn't i couldn't remember yeah but, i don't exactly yeah. remember either but i i did yes i did notice that but okay you know i was gonna say about uh, callisto light and callisto shadow you know he reminded me of do you remember um the character gill from street fighter yeah yeah like he reminds me of that because he's got like the two-sided like body like you know one side black or well one gills was blue and red like yeah. so he's got the body split and he kind of had a messiah complex too so like he reminds me of gill from street fighter like you know i i was gonna say like uh uh you know bella and loci from star trek but but gill is gill is perfectly fine too yeah but yeah like i i really like this i i mean like, I think, you know, it's whenever I read one of these, it's like, you know, oh, man, I wish someone would, like, animate Crossbone again. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, you know. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking, though, and, that, like, I'd been thinking about this this week, like, you know, the current, like, animated trend is, like, you know, they have that whole, like, you know, the next 100 years of UC or whatever, like, and, you know, they're doing the Hathaway's Flash trilogy. But, you know, after that, like, wouldn't it be cool if they did, like, a Crossbone Gundam, like, trilogy of movies? Like, mm. that that could be something on their docket, like, potentially, I feel like, but... Yeah, I I, I think it would be super cool. Like, I, I almost kind of was about to ask you, like, have things changed since we last talked? Like, is there anything like that in preparation? But I guess, I guess not. not. Yeah, like, all they've got is, like, you know, the new stuff like on on the plate for this year at least but like you know like the doan's island and the uh the new the i guess the new series is just going to be another timeline series like the witch from jupiter or whatever it was called but 
or the witch from mercury i, I forgot whatever that new series is going to be called but but yeah, and I mean, I think the guy who directed the first Hathaway movie said like the next one's not coming out till like, you know, next year or 2024. So I mean, mm, like, okay. So I don't know what their plans are exactly, but but I, I was just thinking like way in the future and how they, you know, they've been steadily, you know, doing, you know, they did narrative and then then they did Hathaway. And, you know, they're steadily building towards like this era almost, like, you know, the F91 era. So. You- you heard it here first, folks. Twenty thirty-two, Crossbone Gundam. Yeah, Crossbone anime. Gundam. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I would I would hope it would be an anime, and they could like you know adapt the entire manga. But like, I mean, maybe they would just say like, oh, let's just split the original Crossbone Gundam manga into three movies or something. Like they could, well, pr- even... if they trimmed a lot of stuff, they probably could manage that. Even if they did it like Unicorn, they could probably pull off being fairly faithful where you had a bunch of you know like hour plus installments or whatever yeah mm-hmm. and then and, eventually... and i mean they could probably just like um hathaway's flash get away with putting stuff like that in the theater yeah uh-huh and then eventually they would have to like you know adapt steel seven too so mm-hmm. and then af- i don't know if you're familiar with with what's after this too but like crossbone ghost i think it's called those those seem to have I mean I I looked into it just a little bit but the the follow-ups to this seem to have a lot more chapters. Yeah, like I think it's still ongoing to this day like the mm-hmm. the follow-ups to Crossbone but uh that I I know Ghost takes place like another like 20 years after Steel 7 and it features a new character who like teams up with uh, Tobia and Bernadette's daughter and like to- uh, Tobia is still Curtis and he's like the older grizzled like mentor okay figure to the new character so but yeah i mean i like i don't think they i think they only have like shitty fans like fan scanlations like of of like ghosts so far but like okay. i mean and uh, i forgot and there's like one even beyond that but yeah um, there um ghost and um uh there was yeah there was something else like heart or i don't know what i'm thinking of something yeah but i don't know like you know since we don't live in japan and like none of this stuff this stuff is kind of like deep cut gundam stuff so it's like you it's it's hard to even like look up information on it but like i mean stuff like the the seed ashtray manga is still like running in japan and like i Mm. think yeah the the follow-ups to crossbone are still running in japan like if i had read correctly but yeah it's interesting stuff like i don't know do you I know you don't usually like take note of this, but and we talked a little about Callisto's like mobile suit, but like, did you, you know, any other mobile suits like stand out to this? Like, a, you, this... you know what, you know what stood out to me was Europa's mobile suit because she's the one that saves Tobia, and and it has a decidedly it it has a decidedly more feminine look than I've ever seen on a mobile suit. Yeah, it's got like a like almost like a humanoid sculpted face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just I thought that was interesting. It, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Like if the Big O had a girlfriend. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. Like that's that I, I I that's the only way I can describe it, and it just stood out to me because it looked very, you know, I don't know. Like Big O is is uh, there, there's, there's some kind of 
mystery and godlikeness to it or whatever. So, you know, the fact that she's like a beautiful woman and they, they, they probably referred to her as goddess at some point in some of the titles and everything. The fact that she had a mobile suit that kind of looked like a, like a goddess, like a real god, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just, it, it, it looked kind of like there were aspects of Egyptian goddess that i don't know but 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 that did stand out to me and then i i just looked it up um the 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 other follow-up is uh to ghost is dust oh okay and then and then you know i was going to ask you about this and i forgot about it because i when i was investigating this they they list tobia as being in this exa manga that was like a tie-in to all the ex games and i was like they wrote a manga to try to make sense of that like that, i don't know that yeah, seems so weird uh-huh. to me but yeah like, yeah like all, all like gundam characters from across like the whole universe like guest star and that like exa manga like so they is all it, is it, stuff i mean do they just treat it like is it like an amalgam thing where they all beam into some I battle think, world like, I don't, or something? I've never read any of it, but hmm. I think so. Like, I mean, okay. yeah, there's a lot of, you know, like I, I know when you, the, I think his name is Leos Alloy is the main character of those mangas. Cause he, he's got several mobile suits and like extreme verses or whatever. And like, he's always like, whenever I play as one of his like mobile suits in the game, like he's always like talking to people, like, like he knows them, like, and like, it's like, you know, Hey, like Domon, like what's up? Yeah. Like, hey, Setsuna, like what's up? Like, Hey, Cause, Hero, it, cause it seems like, up? it seems like the manga, like each chapter is like him meeting, you know, Domon Kashi yeah. or him, him meeting, uh, you know, Tobia or him meeting, you know, Seabook or whoever it is. Right. Like, yeah. Like, but so like he knows everyone. So like, I don't, it would be interesting if someone, I don't know if anyone ever translated any of that, but that would be interesting to read. But, yeah. 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 But I mean, Toby is kind of a, I mean, he's a sort of manga only Gundam protagonist, but he's yeah. probably the most famous one. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like every, like he's a mainstay of a lot of video games and stuff. Like, even if you've never like seen like, you know, I mean, I, I uh, before I had read it, like I never knew what Crossbone Gundam was or anything, but I was like, oh yeah, Toby is the pilot of the you know Crossbone Gundam, like you know, so, and not only does he use his old like X three Crossbone in like the first fight with the first Callisto brother, and it gets wrecked there, but then like they they get like Kinkato's like X one and like throw all the spare parts they have left onto it to make like the X one full cloth, which, which is what he like rides to the final battle. And like, that's, I mean, if you you're familiar with any crossbone Gundams, you've probably seen the full cloth before because it's, you know, it's fairly prolific in terms of appearances. And like, I, I think like, you know, even in the second build fighters series, like that one kid was piloting a full cloth, like crossbone Gundam. So, mm. I like that little maneuver he pulls where Callisto cuts off his arm, his like sword wielding arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fires the little grapple anchor, like grabs the sword wielding arm and then does like a backflip and like it drags the sword up and through the like guy like that. That was pretty awesome. Like, but but yeah, I I know you you were kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of like buzzed through all the fights and all that. But like, you know, like and I think we've talked about it in previous like crossbone episodes that like, you know, the art style it's, it's, it's okay. Like, but you know, it's, it's pretty cartoony 
And yeah, like, the, it's, not, the, it's not always the clearest, like in terms of action. But I think I, I mean, I, I'm not going to detract for points for style. Like I, I, I understand and get that the style is going to be cartoony. So I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, just because of the style. But I think it kind of goes back to some of those things I say where, and I, I don't know, maybe, you know, this is a modern thing or whatever, but, you know, to me, it's that, it's that aspect of where the camera is and, and, um, you know, just, just to date this, you know, when I saw the Batman fighting people in the Batman, I thought to myself, you know why this fight sequence is better than the Nolan shit because it's not all in close-ups. <laughs> yeah. I can follow it, and the people doing the stunt work were good at it, you know. And 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 I feel like when when you see some of these mobile suit fights, especially in manga, there's this weird attempt to. Uh, I I don't I, I kind of don't know what it is. Like some sometimes it's like you get the idea. It it's like this thing, this Rob Liefeld thing where. They get off on drawing the sword, but don't think about the entire composition of the panel. And then the sword doesn't fit in the panel. And then they keep they, they refuse to start over and they keep drawing it. And by the end of it, you've got this panel that's supposed to explain something to you that's rather large. But I feel like because because the camera is so close to what's going on, it's like it doesn't help me to see the butt and the sword of a mobile suit when I don't know exactly what it's doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I guess, I, I mean, I, I can't make it any more simple than that, but, but a lot of times there's those moments where I feel like that was a waste of a panel because it, it, it might look really nice for some people, but I couldn't, it, it didn't, it didn't forward the action or forward the story any. And, and, and it's like, it didn't help me, you know, follow the logic from one panel to the other yeah no i get you yeah it's i mean sometimes yeah it's like you know well like you said like it's it was hard to tell like you know people kept in that final battle it's like rosemary's like rosemary's mobile suit has to ride some like sort of like you know sled thing to like get through yeah. space and like that gets destroyed and but like this like the panel where it's destroyed like the explosion is like so huge and like obscuring and like then they think rosemary's dead because like yeah. the explosion's like so big but like you're not meant to think that because she shows up alive like 10 pages later like but i, I don't know if you're not meant to th you, you know that's the other thing too and I, I call it like the naruto thing but i mean i'm sure it applies to a bunch of other anime and manga or whatever but it's this thing like where they have the most dramatic death sequences and then two minutes later they take it all back you know what i mean and it's <laughs> like it's like part part of me like there's that aspect to me that's that's super irritated by that where it's like it's like you you spend all this time and investment and you have like a nice little cry because this character you've gotten to appreciate dies and then two minutes later they're like nope nope it's like they jump up and they're like they're still jumping like they're gonna go to like a track meet and they're like i'm i'm still here i'm okay i'm 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 fine you know and you're just kind of like really like really because i because because i just you know i i shed some tears over you and now you're fine like what like you know like the, there's that aspect where it, it, it and 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 i feel like that's something that's 
that's played up very often. Like they, 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 it's something where, you know, or, or maybe you could even call it like a Wolverine aspect, you know, that you bring the guy to death's door, but then, then right, right at the very end of it, they rubber band him back, you know? And it's just kind of like, dude, how many times does Batman have to get stabbed or whoever, you know what I mean? Like, like, and, and it's like, well, nope. I mean, I know that that sword in his heart looked pretty fatal, but Batman's fine, you know, and you're just like, what? Like, really? Like, <laughs> OK, you know, like that. That didn't look fine, but all right. Like, I guess I guess I just have to fucking if go you along insist, with it. Yeah. You know, like that, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and I feel like I feel like a lot of these it was expected that a lot of people would have to sacrifice their lives to make it happen. But I, I think it's funny that they had to do it twice, you know, <laughs> Yeah, well, I think even, like, you know, Barnes kind of says, like, after he takes, like, his suit is almost destroyed, and then he blocks that final hit for Gary, where he's like, you know, and I'm still not dead, or something, like, you know? Like, well, well, yeah, and then the dialogue's kind of funny, because he's like, and I'm still alive for at least another ten seconds, you know, like, and it's just yeah. like, okay. Why, well, if you insist, yeah, but. But yeah, like I, I, you know, I really enjoyed this. I hope, you know, like I said, I hope there's there's more. I mean, it's weird to say because, you know, it's it's 2022 and probably like, you know, Japanese fans have been like begging for this stuff to be animated for like 20 years yeah, now, yeah. probably. So like and like I, I'm kind of I've always had an appreciation for it, but like. And now I'm kind of like, man, like 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 I said, I was speculating like it's like if you're really doing this like next 100 years of uc like sort of initiative like why not like take gives crossbone a like you know look at like you yeah know. it's certainly it's certainly a part of that next hundred years right and you would think with like the trends nowadays it's like nostalgia grabs like or, yeah. or you know yeah. getting stuff that people like are familiar with and like you know yeah you i mean i mean if you had the 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 crazy hollywood uh finance guys from uh matrix fucking regurgitated or whatever you know they'd be like Hey, uh, you know, it's got a built-in audience, you know, they're in all uh -huh. the video games, we got the points and the, 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 the scores and the things and the whatevers, like, let's do it, you know, so, yeah. you, you'd, think, you'd think something like that would be a no-brainer, I wonder, I wonder if there's some aspect like, something like, say, you know, uh, Ultraverse Comics, where maybe, um, you know, uh, what's his face, um, uh, Yunichi, uh, you know, has some kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, pay for play, like maybe, maybe Yuichi Hasegawa, like maybe, you know, maybe they don't want to play because they, they have to give him a bigger cut of it or something than they would for, say, use, you know, for, uh, uh, I don't know, Unicorn or something they make up yeah. themselves. Like, I don't, I don't know, maybe there's, maybe there's something like that, some angle like that, but yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Like they did I forgot when it was. It was probably like three or four years ago. But they did that poll where they were like, what would Gundam fans like to see animated see. or whatever? And like, I think if I remember correctly, like it was like a sequel to Unicorn won the poll. And that's why they made narrative. But like I think Crossbone Gundam was like, you know, number two, like on the mm -hmm. poll or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. You know, it's it's got to be something they've discussed at least, like you know, at some point. Like, e like I said, even if it's like three movies, like they could probably at least adapt the, the original Crossbone Gundam like manga into three movies. But yeah, yeah, 
I, I thought you were going to tell me there was some stupid poll where they're like, we want more seed. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it was on there, I think. Yeah. But I mean, seed is going to hit its like, you know, one of one of its uh, anniversaries, I think, soon, like either Destiny or uh, or I think it's this. It was seed 2001 or 2002. I don't remember. I don't know. In whatever case, like one of them is going to hit like their anniversary eventually. And I know they want to do some kind of project commemorating that. But I mean, most people, like, I mean, I think you and I would prefer like, you know, another like double O project or something like that. Mm. But, but I, I mean, they just, they're doing that second stage play for double O at least. Yeah. yeah. Now. So, I mean, we're yeah. still weighing on someone to, Fan sub that please yeah someone out I'd there love fan, to like fan review sub, that yeah fan sub that stage play like, please I, think I, I have the same like sort of theater love that you do for stuff like that yeah. so, like, yeah. I would like to see how they you know uh, pull off shit but but you know whatever yeah That's I was trying to we're... think in in other Gundam news I don't know like I I I haven't bought any Gundam Blu-rays in a long time but I think see Destiny's come out That's the one big giant set I haven't plunk down in oh, yeah. for oh and they they redubbed it too right like seed or uh, uh seed they did i don't know about destiny i mean uh, i guess I, i'm not really sure i gotta look that up yeah like i still never even watched like the new dub of seed like i you know not that i wanted to sit through seed again but like i mean you know it would it would have been curious to see like how it like played this time yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> Well, I guess, you know, people have been saying, like, I think I read, like, even if they did animate Crossbone, um, like, Seabook or Kinkato's, like, original voice actor has passed away, so ah. they'd have to, like, recast him, but, but it will. But, yeah, like, I'm glad we finally got to this. And, yeah, 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 this is cool. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe one of these days we can look at some of this other stuff that ties into Crossbone, too. Yeah. You know what I like? I listened to the two episodes we did too, and now like, and whenever and when you use one of the crossbone units in extreme verses, sometimes it plays too. But now it's like this whole week I've had that crossbone theme song like playing in my head. That like you know, so that's cool. All right, well I think I think that's it. I think we set our piece on the Steel Seven manga. So if you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. We're on all kinds of social media. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets. We're on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. And we can be found on Apple Podcasts. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek. Derek WC, signing off. Hey, it's Mike, signing off.
funny trivia that a uh, five-barreled like crossbow-looking gun that the X1 full cloth uh, wields. It's called the Peacock Smasher. Mm. And I know that because like whenever sometimes when he fires it in extreme verses, he yells Peacock Smasher. Like, Peacock. Awesome. 